The Ruando Podcast is an exploration of the unconscious and the game of life. Be sure to visit ruando.com to get a preview chapter of my upcoming book, Infinite Play, and free access to my content library. Enjoy the show. What's up, folks? I just had a powerful weekend with some guy friends here in Chiang Mai. Powerful. Powerful is the only way to put it. Um, being a little silly. I, I think people in personal development, especially in the spiritual world, use the word powerful far too much. But it did, it did feel fat powerful. It's been a long time since I felt like I really had a community where I live, where I really dig the people and feel mutually inspired and stuff. And honestly, COVID has kind of been good in that sense. It's kind of forced me to be in the same place and get to know the people that I hang out with deeply. And I realized I had a lot more in common uh, with them than I realized. Then I'm going to do another episode on uh, community building. But today I want to speak about validation, especially for the masculine side of the psyche. Perhaps this applies more to men by thinking it, you know, applies to women as well. Uh, one thing that I recognized or came to me in this weekend, I basically did no phones, no screens, no internet, uh, a lot of introspection and extrospection uh, discussion, you know. Um, one thing I, I decided I want to start doing more often is these quick solo podcasts where I, I share a thing that happened because, uh, yeah, I have lots of interesting stories that pop up periodically. And I want to share this one thing because I went on this weekend with a couple of guys. Uh, we, uh, we were there to kind of like mastermind and help each other with our businesses, life stuff, personal things, discuss our goals and, um, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, the first guy that we, it was kind of like opening up and sharing was this dude. He's a successful entrepreneur. He does some stuff with blockchain, which goes far over my head. He's an endurance athlete and stuff, but something that, that he actually was sharing something like some relationship issues. But after a little bit of questioning from the other guys, it kind of came down to, he's doing all this stuff in his life in general, uh, to feel like he's accomplishing enough to to feel okay. And it's not coming from a place of abundance or joy or expansion or play. It's coming from this place of like, I need to accomplish more stuff to feel like I'm enough. And um, we, we were like kind of looking at some of his goals, like some of his life goals and relation goals and health goals are, are, are almost, not, not I shouldn't say impossible, but they're like so far reaching. And what kind of came out was that he's kind of set, set up his framework of reality such that he will not like himself or feel like he's a good enough person until he does these things which are so far off into the future and require so much suffering. And I actually called him out because I, I mean, this is the first weekend I got really got to know this particular guy, but I've trained with him in jujitsu. And, I, and I, I could tell right away from like rolling with him, this guy had demons. Like he was like everything he was doing, whether endurance sports or, or rolling in jujitsu, like there's a way he was going about it where he was punishing himself. And I think a lot of people experience that from time to time. I think, honestly, I think a lot of uh, personal development is geared towards this this feeling of not enoughness, I think is an extension of consumerism on some levels. But we talk about the economics in some other episode. I think a lot of us have this idea like, oh, I mean, goal setting is of course important, but we set our goals in such a way that when I do X amount, when I have X amount of dollars, when I've accomplished this in my creative pursuits, or my when I have this kind of partner, have this kind of relationship, or this child, or this when I'm in this country, win this award, then finally, then I will like myself, or then I will be happy, which of course never happens, right? The bar is all if you have this framework, the bar is always pushing, 
And the moment where I felt like, okay, oh, I need to, I, I really feel like I wanted to share about this was that we were talking about this stuff and like pointing this out to him and he was nodding, you know, typical like how men communicate. Um, and we got to a point where I, we were like, there's five of us there and he was talking about how he needs to like do another 75 mile bike ride to like, just feel like he's okay. You know, um, you know, he had a background, it'll have to get into his background, but uh, basically, it got to a point where I told him, like, we're all really impressed by you. Like, you're actually very accomplished. Like, you're actually doing great. I mean, I don't remember exactly the words I said, but some version of that. And uh, he gasped and had this, like, his face contorted. And, like, you could feel it, right? This is, you know, it's a group of guys, so we're not used to, like, sobbing or whatever or, uh, you know, dumping feelings. Um, like, his face contracted and then tears started to come out of his face. And, you know, vulnerability, everyone knows vulnerability is important. I think the way it's spoken about very often in media is not resonant for most men or, or masculine individuals. But in a situation like this where, you know, it's not about crying or not crying, but a guy is open enough and seen enough and real enough that he trusts the environment enough, because it really comes down to safety, you know, that's why anyone's not vulnerable, where like tears can come out of his face, right? It's not like he's sobbing for anyone to pat him on the back or wipe his butt. It's like, it's like the Denzel Washington tear, where like he's so grounded and stoic and real with himself that it takes a lot of emotion for like that teardrop to come out of his, that, of his face, right? Anyway, it was one of those kinds of moments, and it felt so real and so potent and so powerful that um, I was like, man, this is, this is such a critical thing because I think for so many of us, going back to this premise here of, like, of self-validation, you know, for him, from the outside, we were all like, this guy's a really impressive dude, right? He, he does, like, he's a very impressive athlete. He's got this business in technology that I can't even understand. Um, and... He, he was so low in validating himself that a couple nice words from a couple guys brought him to tears. And I think this is an experience that many people, particularly masculine individuals, don't let themselves have because of this idea that, oh, I need to, to strive more in a way that I'm punishing myself. And you know, I've spoke, I speak about self-love periodically. Uh, how it relates to anxiety and how it relates to scarcity versus abundance. But something as simple as being willing to self-validate can feel like such a, I mean, to put it in other languages, such a medicine or such a, such a profound thing. Whereas to someone who doesn't, who does validate themselves, um, you know, yeah, it's a nice thing. And, you know, the, the, the point I'm getting at is that with this particular guy, uh, he was going through his life in such a way that he was always not good enough. Like, it doesn't matter if he ran an ultra marathon, he would still not be good enough. And in some ways, there's like this motivating factor of like, well, you need to have some perceived scarcities. It's kind of the, it's kind of this, the, the concept of self-veiling, which is in Finite Infinite Games, where one, in order to take the, the competitions of your life or the games of your life seriously, you do need to treat it like this has to get done, right? Like even if you're playing a game of chess, if you just think in your head, oh, this is just a game, who cares? 
then you're letting your yourself get checkmated. There's no fun in the game. If you're if you're watching a movie and thinking about how about the actors and the set design, you're not really entering the reality of the movie. If you're if you're playing the game of life or the game of love or the game of money and you're acting like it doesn't matter, well then you're not really engaging with your life either. But at the same time, uh, you know that the reason why it's called self-failing is that you're choosing to descend your consciousness in such a way that this this small situation, this this finite situation, whether it's a a literal game or like some some uh, some chase of a finite goal, like money or accomplishment or or anything. Um, if you're if you're stuck in that realm where you don't actually remember that there's more to life than what's outside of that realm, then you're always going to set yourself up for a scarce reality, like. This guy set his, his, his worldview, his, his perception of reality such that until he accomplishes this next thing, he's not okay. It's okay to let that be a motivating factor or like in a workout, like, like I, need to I need to get to the next hill before I, before I quit. That's great. But if you uh, don't ever leave that, if you, if you don't ever disengage from the, the finite game periodically and recognize that you're veiling yourself then you're leaving yourself stuck in a small reality. You're basically leaving yourself stuck in the matrix as opposed to enjoying the matrix, but then also always, you know, beaming yourself out and recognizing that that was a simulation or a part of a simulation that you chose to play. And to the solution of all this, or like, the, you know, the, the reason why, I mean, other than it being a moving experience for myself to, I, you know, it's something I resonate with a lot. Like I've, I've dealt with a lot of self-loathing for a long period of time. And the thing about this kind of self-loathing where you attach your self-loathing to your goal setting is that whether you accomplish your goals or not, you're still not happy, right? Um, again, important to perceive that the the goal matters for while you're playing but at a certain point you need to or at certain points in your life you need to zoom out and recognize hey I'm good the way I am and I validate myself and this is something you know I'm not good at developmental stuff but I did a podcast on the father nature recently and I've talked about the father wound I think a few months ago that episode is still up uh, it's one of the ones I'm quite proud of so if you feel like you have any father wounds I recommend you check it out I think it's uh, I don't know it's back in the archives um, but I think a lot of this maps to our, our father's approval when it, for, when it comes to men like uh, the idea of like needing dad's approval is such a trope that it gets made fun of a lot in comedies, but also in you know in more dramatic uh, fiction. You know, there's it's, it's like this theme of earning father's approval, and I think it's such a critical thing for for men or for people who have that masculine archetype of getting like validation for men because. I don't think that my boy who, was, uh, who cried in this example I'm giving, I don't think he would have teared up if women gave him that validation or like a mother figure or his girlfriend is like, oh, you know, you're doing really great. There's something different about getting it validated from your peers, getting it validated from your same sex or same polarity peers where like the same type of men that you may find yourself in competition to get that validation from that kind of that, that polarity it matters on a different level because um, something we discussed a lot uh, is that it's very, you know, during the weekend, it's very easy for a semi-confident guy to get validation from women because there's this like this sense of sexuality and, and just like um, it's easy to be appreciated by someone who's not like you. But to be appreciated by someone who is like you, who has the same types of fears and, and pitfalls and strengths and weaknesses, that's different. But what it really comes down to ultimately is not dependence on like a men's group, even though I think men's groups are great and like it's so critical for men to be able to connect as men without the, you know, um, 
without the pre presence of women to get female nourishment from. Um, this is kind of the rite of passage thing that I speak about and uh, spoke about in other episodes. But really creating this resilience is allowing your own inner father to give you that validation. Because it was very, it was very clear that he was brought to tears because not only does he not validate himself, I didn't, I didn't really pry into his life, but I'd imagine that his father or his paternal figure growing up didn't validate him. Maybe because his father or paternal figure wasn't around, or maybe because he was insecure. And like this is kind of the father wounding that gets passed down uh, through masculine lineages of ancestry. And uh, whether you know whether you choose to be a father or a leader in your life. Uh, it's a chain of, you know, there's, it's a chain of events that get passed, or chain of experiences that get passed down. Like uh, the whole origin of pain probably comes down to the first time someone decided to be a dick to someone else or someone acted out of scarcity. So they were mean to one person and they were mean to the next person. And you have this whole, you have all these cities of people being cruel to each other, not because they mean to, but because they're reacting to the last person that's cruel to, the, to them. Um, whereas, you know, going back to this, this wounding or this validation, like being able to validate yourself first such that you don't pass on uh, this weakness on to other people who are in your ward. So let's say you actually have sons. I think it's critical if you're a father or choose to be a father, but also if you're a team leader or in some way exercise the father or king archetype in relation to other people. But anyway, the, the nut of this, this uh, story and why I, wanted to, uh, I felt moved to share this um, is that uh, the before goal setting, before these external things that you chase for, you have to recognize before you enter the games of life, right? Because we all choose to play in different competitions, whether it's money or love or accomplishment. There are things that, that there are calls to adventure that tie to external things and it's important. It's great to have external goals. Um, before any of that, there has to be uh, an experience with where you are with yourself where before you enter the competition, before you say yes to the call to adventure, whatever, whatever degree of meaning you it's assigned to it, where you recognize that no matter what, you are with yourself. And no matter what, you validate yourself to recognize that you are okay. And you know, this might sound like a trite, personal, you know, self-helpy thing, and perhaps it is. You could throw it on some Instagram quote if you want, but... Uh, it's one of the critical things like the things that the things that really work are simple and something like this of being able to look yourself in the mirror and recognize that you are okay and you're going to do better is what allows one to really live an abundant life both in actual like material reality but also in the experience you have with yourself which is just as important so anyway these are my thoughts on today, I'm actually going to share a little bit more from the weekend because there's a couple other little nuggets that um, that I found important, and I want to share my thoughts more because uh, every day I have thoughts, and I don't always publish them because uh, my personal life has been a little crazy the last month. But uh, things are, uh, yeah. More podcasts will be coming out. Um, got some excellent guests scheduled for this season, uh, so you can look out for that. Um, and I have something coming up soon. Um, it's a free program related to actually this topic uh, on masculine anxiety. I think uh, a lot of what's spoken about when it comes to anxiety and abundance and all these these words that are thrown around in, in this industry a lot um, don't really apply or they don't apply as well to masculine individuals. A lot of like the self-love talk and, and I mean this video is specifically around anxiety. I'm going to be putting it out soon. So uh, if you're on my email list, you will get that for free. If you're not on my email list, join my email list and you'll get that for free when it comes out, which should be soon. 
Um, that's at Rwando.com. My website is going to be revamped soon. My friend Jen is uh, upgrading it. Things are going a little slower because life has been crazy. That's all. Enjoy your day.